This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I don't know what happened when that song started playing. Everybody everybody got really worked up and excited, including our contributor, Scott Shadza. You go a little old school and everybody gets a little excited. Just doing jazz hands over here, jazz you know? Hands. Feels good. Jazz hands up in the air. <laughs> All right, we're talking about the internet and this this is so tough for so many parents about developing rules around this. Yeah, and to me, your kids are older than mine, so uh, you, you probably have it established, but my daughter, my older daughter is seven and she is all about the phones. Uh, the kids in her grade and grade two love their- Wait a minute, seven? Yes. She doesn't, Seven. I want to be clear, does not have a phone, but like when they're making a craft, it's like, hey, you can make something out of this cardboard box. They make phones and pretend that they're doing cell phone things. And she's already talking about what app she's going to get when she gets a phone. And I'm like, it's a long time away until you get a phone. Like we're not talking, these apps probably won't even exist by the time you get there a phone. There will be much better apps by yeah, the time that comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I have this paranoia and my friends, my peer group, we all do about how we're going to manage this because we see it coming. You know, and it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm, my kids aren't getting a phone or, you know, I know somebody who like their daughter is 10 and she has a phone and it's like, they, they go through it every night and check everything that she's seen. And it's like, what is health? Like, what's the best way to do this? So I spoke with a woman named Devora Heitner. She's like an author speaker. She's done Ted talks. She got a PhD. She is like an expert in this stuff. She has a great new book. It's called growing up in public coming of age in a digital world. And she has spoken a lot about this. So I just started, I basically asked her, my first question was, are we overreacting at all to this, to this type of stuff? I think some caution is warranted. The internet is definitely not designed with kids in mind. The reading level is like, you know, grade eight and the content, some of it isn't even great for adults. So certainly I think it's, it's, it's not unwarranted to be concerned. That said, there's lots we can do to influence and help our kids get comfortable with and to use the internet safely. And there really is no sort of unplugged life. Like even if you're going to go live, you know, live on a farm, you're probably going to have a website for your farm. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned that point because I've, I interviewed a guest a couple of weeks ago who spent a year offline, like without any internet access at all, like not even through like third parties or anything or friends or anything like that. And one of the points that he came away from it with is just that how necessary the internet is for, you know, just everyday life, like paying taxes and like booking a taxi and just all of these sort of random things. So I like that point that the idea of not keeping our kids off of this is kind of, you know, that's not, that's not realistic, but just teaching them, um, proper usage. Now, do you, do you have like a line in your mind? Like, Oh, at this age, it's okay to start exposing them. Maybe a measured amount. Do you have any insight on that? Well, once kids can read, which is, you know, between like five and seven for most kids, then they may be able to do search. That doesn't necessarily mean, again, that the content there is designed for them or that we should be like just handing them our phone. I think at those ages, it's ideal if they're using computers and and iPads and other tablets to go with more of a walled garden approach. Like maybe they shouldn't be playing on a public server, interacting with others who aren't in the room. Ideally, 
you know, they're watching shows, but maybe they're watching on a service like the Disney Channel or Netflix versus, you know, YouTube, which is basically the Wild West. Like you can see anything there because once you're on the net, you want to be with them in those first experiences, just like the first, you know, 26,000 times your kid is driving a car, you'd want to be with them. You're not just going to hand them the keys. So, you know, if they're going to go on YouTube and they're, say, 8, 9, 10, that's a good time to be with them. Talk about what to do if they run into something that's scary, not for kids. And it is important to talk with kids about some of the kinds of content they might see that might be upsetting. And that's a different conversation with an eight-year-old and a 15-year-old. Like the conversation about things like pornography is different with, you know, a, a kid who might really stumble on it in elementary school versus a kid who, in a sense, might be looking for information about things like sex and sexuality when they're older. But it's important to talk with kids about, hey, you might find this. This is misleading. This could be scary with little kids. And with older kids, to say, hey, this is, you know, this is out there, but this isn't how I want you to learn about this stuff. You know, here's a good book, right? Make sure they have an alternative. We don't want kids going there for their basic education. I think it's really important to to not kind of put your head in the sand, though, and think, oh, my kid would never look for anything like that or find anything like that. Oh, that's, yeah. I that's mean, not how the internet works. Maybe answer this. This is kind of like the big thing. It's like, how do we find the balance here between th- this is, this is here. It's not going away. We're trying to teach our kids um, responsible usage, like older kids who are questioning things like uh, sexuality and development and stuff. Uh, I've also talked to people who feel that like um, in certain cases, the Internet can be a, a resource for, you know, kids who are LGBTQ finding other people like them in a, in a situation where they otherwise wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, kids can build like affinity and community. And right. I think. I think it's great, like for kids who are LGBTQ plus or neurodivergent or, you know, are a member of another community that experiences oppression and they want to join a community online. What I hope, though, is that all kids also find an in-person community. We don't want that to be their only community, ideally. And also we have to recognize that even within the positives of an affinity community, and I really believe in that, there are some risks as well that can be a really positive space, but it's definitely a kind of a a space where kids should have some mentorship and support and they should know what are the red flags? Like what are some situations where I could be in a chat with someone and I don't want to be in that chat anymore? What is the best way for parents to keep their kids safe on the internet? Being the person they can talk to openly is huge because if we threaten our kids or say, I'm going to take away your phone. If you go to a site, you shouldn't, or, you know, add an app that we haven't talked about. Um, I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't have rules, by the way, and enforce them and have consequences. But I think if we say, like, I'll take your phone forever if you stay up late one night texting, like if we, you know, are kind of extreme in our consequences, then they may not come to us if something happens that's scary, like someone having a nude picture of them that they want to share around school or, you know, some other thing. What we want is even if, say, your kid has shared an image, even if you're not thrilled they made that choice, you will stick up for them. You'll be on their side. You'll help them deal with the sort of legal, you know, or whatever ramifications, because you want them to be safe, you'll support them. So our kids need to know that even if they've broken a rule, gotten on an app, we didn't want them to get on whatever made a decision that we don't think was wise, we're still there for them. And we need to be really clear, hey, this is a powerful responsibility to be in a digital community with all these other people. I need you to do these things to stay safe. And I need you to let me know, like, if you see something that group text, you need to bring that to me. That's Devorah Heitner. She's the author of Growing Up in Public, Coming of Age in a Digital World. Scott, that was really good advice. Thank you.